Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Personal Growth Fridays. Very, very excited this week. Um, I'm joined by a good friend called Chris, who we've only met a couple of times, but I feel like we share a kind of a very similar mindset when it comes to, to work and mental health and trying to achieve kind of your goals through coaching and everything like this. Um, I could bang on about Chris for a while, but who better to do it than himself? Yeah, thanks. Um, thanks, Max. Um, I suppose I'll keep it short and brief. Uh, my name is Chris Sapford. I'm the founder and coach of a company called Sales Psyche. Um, been in sales my whole career, very passionate about that topic since I discovered I had anxiety about 10, 15 years ago. Um, and Sales Psyche was born with the idea of creating healthier minds, uh, sales pipelines and vibrant cultures. We work with go-to-market teams, um, anyone in the business really supporting their mental health and well-being. So thanks for having me on. No, it's, it's, it's really exciting. Um, I know, I think mental health is kind of a bit of a taboo topic at times. Um, some people like talking about it. Some people find it uncomfortable, you know, and they're, they're just not ready yet, which is to say, either way is absolutely fine. Um, what made you kind of take the leap when it comes to actually kind of starting Sales Psyche? There was a few things. I think, first of all, having that first-hand experience myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was something I've always been interested in, uh, in terms of doing my own thing. I just didn't know what yet. And it was kind of like, used to, you know, get home, watch all the inspirational <laughs> stuff on YouTube and then be like, right, what do I do with this energy? So I feel like, and it kind of happened because of the, the pandemic, really. I mean, I was on furlough for four months last year and seeing that the topic of mental health is something that people were willing to talk about more still, but very much from a, still very much from a reactive point of view is in like yeah. something has happened there's a problem, like I've got an issue, I'll put my hand up and talk about it. Um, but not so much around the proactive and prevention piece. So mm. I was kind of like, do you know what, like, when better to do it, like, I'm never going to have a better time in terms of people having this front of mind yep. to talk about this now. And I thought, well, if I don't do it now, when am I going to do it? Yeah. Uh, and I thought, what will happen? The kind of thing I asked myself, you know, in six months, if you see someone else doing this, <laughs> how would you feel? And I was like, do you know, what? I'd resent myself, I'd rent my yep. job. Uh, the worst case scenario, go and do it, it doesn't work, and then yeah. I get another job. But I'm never going to have this idea. This idea is always going to sit there. So uh, that's kind of what made me do it. Had in my notice in a uh, day after sort of thinking about it, speaking to a couple of people, <laughs> thought I'd have to work my three-month notice. So I came in the next day and they said, you can finish tomorrow and we'll pay you three months of garden leave as a thank you. So I'm oh, really okay. grateful to them for a kind of setting the foundations up nicely there. And, and where were you before? You were in sales before, weren't you? Yeah, I was uh, the sales enable manager for a fintech company called Payment Sense. So I was running a, a team of 12 coaches and trainers. Um, I started off in sales, doing door-to-door sales, like 100% commission only, yep. and into tele-sales, then selling training and coaching. Uh, so I've kind of had that experience about seven or eight years around the design of training and coaching. And then with a sports background, went to uni and did sports um, development. So it's kind of always been in my blood, the coaching piece. It's just yep. a different kind of vehicle I'm, I'm using it for now. Which, which sport were you into? I'm, um, I'm an absolute sport freak. A mixture, really. Uh, football, I box now, yep. Muay Thai, um, and going to start jiu-jitsu soon as well. I, I started jiu-jitsu about um, three months oh, ago. Did you? He's on a so good, so good. He's like, yeah. You get absolutely thrown around at points, you know, <laughs> but he's, it's a good laugh. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people saying it, it puts your ego in check. Just oh, sort of really leave does. your ego at the door and just, just be willing to learn. You know, a, a lot of sports, obviously, you can go into it quite big and strong and things like that so you kind of you have that advantage already before you even go in jiu-jitsu is very much like a it's about kind of using people's weight against them and kind of c- counter it so it, it you could be any shape or size 
and you can still have your ass handed to you. You know, yeah. <laughs> so, it's almost nice in a way though, because you know you kind of come out any time you go in have an ego, you come out a bit more grounded. You're like, right, okay, I'm actually, I've still got a yeah. lot to learn. Yeah, nice, nice. Um, awesome. Now, with all all the people I kind of speak to, I, I'm really interested in kind of how everyone's coaching journey kind of began. Um, I'm I'm a huge believer, and I was actually speaking about this on a previous episode that like everyone's got their own journey. You know, I'm a, I am love the fact that it makes me sleep easy at night knowing that no two people are ever going to have the same path. So there's no point trying to have someone else's, you know, like you're going to have your own. When did you kind of start this whole coaching mindset, you know, towards life and towards work and things like this? Yeah, I mean, if you ask my mum, she'd probably say it's when I was a, when I was a kid because, uh, you know, I think one of the things she says, you're always naturally curious as a child. I was mm. always curious as to knowing what was happening it would always be the one who was asking why 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 like behind things so i think it's kind of like innate and my mum my works with people on the spectrum she has her own business coaching them yeah my sister's in social work my dad was a farmer and so i feel like there's that kind of like mm. service mindset within the, the family yeah, helping people um, out yeah. I, yeah exactly and i think you know similar to what people find a lot in sales is that kind of sporting background and mindset mm. of going to school and just being really interested in that I found that was kind of the thing that was really passionate uh, for me was just learning more about, you know, how you can make someone better, but also how I can make myself better. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of, you know, stemmed into university and then coming out of uni and sort of falling into sales like most of us do. Yeah. It then was like, okay, I wonder if the same principles apply. I wonder how I can, how I could apply this, how I can work with this. And then with the topic of mindset and mental health kind of do something that isn't something you can see like you know mm-hmm. when you're when you're coaching someone from a physical point of view in sport it's or when you're doing it yourself it's easier to see the progression like when you go to the gym yeah. or when you're, you're talking about jiu-jitsu about you know learning certain moves and or your shape or your size but of course from the mindset point of view yeah. it's not always easy so um it's always just fascinated me really just how how interesting our minds are and how much they can determine uh, our, our success and also our, our day-to-day happiness and, and well-being yeah, and it's funny you, you say about kind of the, the link, obviously, between sport and everything. I, I completely agree. I think sport is fantastic, not just for the health benefits, you know, the the kind of the mentality of it all. The the funny bit I struggle with, I used to be um, quite a semi-good rugby player, believe it or not, um, and I the, the, the thing I struggled with the jump from was I feel like in sport, often a, a coach is actually kind of someone telling you how to do something better. You know, mm-hmm. like it was almost like someone who'd done it for 10 years more, you know, like kind of telling you, right, pass a bit more like this or kick a bit more like this. The big thing, and I, I kind of said in the first episode about the difference between like a teacher and a coach, you know, like a teacher obviously is about telling you how to do it better. A coach kind of lets you understand, you know, let you develop it sort of thing in your own mind and, and kind of let you figure out how to do it better. So kind of yeah. who, who would you say was like your biggest coach in in life really um do you know what i just just sort of sitting on that point for a minute mm. i think it is really important isn't it because i think even the terminology around sport a lot of people aren't coaches they're more mentors yeah or managers and i think it's really important you see now like even on linkedin and people saying a coaching session and people will ask me about a coaching session i'll say what you've just asked me to do is more of a training session or a mentoring session i think it's really important to clarify the difference Mm -hmm. and also particularly when you've got you know if managers are listening to this 
um, you know, what you're doing with your team because it is really important to know that and also be comfortable with coaching. So I think sometimes people don't just do it because of a, a tie what they believe is, oh, it's quicker to say something when in the long run it's not because you're going to repeat yourself. Yeah. <laughs> but also people sometimes do it because they think, oh, is this person going to get frustrated? Do they, if someone's come to me and maybe I'm a new manager or they're new on my team, I want to impress them. I want to show them what I know. Mm. And I think that's where the, the sort of fear of that kind of imposter syndrome can kind of come in of, I don't give them the answers they're going to think I don't know what I'm talking about so yeah. but coaching is about empowering people around you so that's um, I think a really important point you raise yeah. going back to your question uh, I think there's a couple of people I mean I'd probably say I know it's a bit of a cliche but I'd probably say my mum to be honest mm-hmm. like she's she's very much like a person who's in my life hasn't really always given me the answers she'll just ask me the right kind of questions and yeah. it's been very sort of non-judgmental when I have made decisions and when I am thinking about things so I'd probably say her to be honest yeah, uh, you know, I, I always think it, it definitely comes from the parents first of all. You know, like, and it, I always like to think you always end up becoming a bit of a nice blend of them both. You know, like my dad's quite a stern man, but he's taught me, you know, how to look after myself in many ways. You know, whereas my mum is sounds very similar to yours, very kind of open. You know, ask questions to develop things, you know, and to understand, and in which then letting me understand. You know, like I kind of I, my mum says you always end up answering your own questions. You know, like you you come in. Um, so yeah, no, I, I, I love that. I think it's always good to see it kind of trickling in the family. And it sounds like you've had quite a good kind of coaching family in a way, you know, like never like a, because I think some parents where they don't understand that sort of mentality often go down, you know, as we say about the teacher and the mentor route, where it's like a, I've been alive 30 years longer, you know, like deal with things like this. Yeah. So yeah, yeah it's, definitely. It's, and it's in, in reality, you need to fuck up yourself, yeah, you know, like to to then learn from that fuck up and mm. hopefully not make that fuck up again. You know, like that's the yeah. Um, awesome. Now, obviously, PGF Personal Growth Fridays. Uh, the mindset behind it all is that every week we kind of look back on the previous week or the previous month and think, right, what's the biggest area that we we want to focus in on to grow on on the next section. I also describe it as a, you know, a simpler way of looking at it. If you could have met, you know, younger you, you know, like, and you could give him one bit of advice or, you know, one little lesson that, you know, you wish you knew back then, what would you say to, to young hands and Chris? Yeah, it's, it's, I'm just split between two. I think the biggest thing would be reminding yourself, and I talk about it a lot now, not every thought or belief you have is necessarily true. Yeah. So uh, being more selective and realizing that there, there's a million things going on in your head, but you don't have to buy into them. You can kind of pick and choose it, really. Mm-hmm. So that would probably be the, the thing. And, and, and trust your gut. Yeah. You know, not saying I haven't really, but I think every time I've got, as I've grown up, I've realized that they're a bit of a cliche that Jim Carrey once said, you know, life doesn't happen to you, it happens for you. And as long as you're always looking for a, a lesson from it, then it's very rarely will you look back and regret. And obviously it's, terrible things that go on in people's lives yeah but i've always been like okay when something's happened now i'm like oh what's the lesson here mm. see when i'm growing my business and i've had like a tough week or i've had this deal that hasn't come through or this conversation I'm like what 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 can i learn from this and i think just always asking yourself those kind of questions can help with that that growth mindset and also avoid it kind of being like oh why is the world against me yeah yeah, it's very easy to be the victim, isn't it? You know, like you could easily kind of just say, oh, everything's unfair, you know, like it's not my fault. 
did did you kind of have like a moment when you kind of switched into this mentality or you know or kind of have you always just been brought up like this or did you have like a bit of a, a tough fall that kind of made you realize um I wouldn't say I've always been like this, but I wouldn't say there's a, a particular point. And, you know, one of the things that just makes you think is when I see like Facebook memories pop up, I'm like, <laughs> oh, the stuff I used to write, like it just reminds me, but it's it's good, those kind of things. It just reminds me like my levels of self-awareness, emotional intelligence have, have skyrocketed. And I'm, you know, I think one of the biggest things actually was doing door-to-door sales. That mm. was the thing that, that must know, be I was so very shy tough. and quiet at school. I went to uni and built my confidence a bit more. And then I, came out of uni and was thrust into this world where I'm going to knock on a hundred doors a day of residents selling loft and cavity wall insulation, solar panels. And it just kind of made me become more aware of, of mind thinking and how it can influence my performance and just getting used to speaking to people. So I think that's probably like, that was the big change I did yeah. for two and a half years. And I just saw myself kind of growing and just becoming more empathetic, more aware of myself and, and people around me. Oh, Cause that's good. That sounds like the most mentally tough job on earth. Uh, you know like the the was the word resilient you know <laughs> to just keep yeah. going yeah yeah and 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 it, and i'm grateful for it i never got told to get a real job i got asked for in, <laughs> in for dinner once which was nice um <laughs> got invited to a barbecue and a wedding so yeah it was uh, it was all fun and games really and like going back to the, the the lessons that you said you wish you knew younger self after you have kind of wrapped your head around them you know like and you've kind of taken them into your your day-to-day life how do you feel like it's affected you both from like your, your business point of view, which obviously is doing really well, you know, like, and then also from like your own mental point of view, you know, like, so you genuinely just being you day to day. like. Yeah, I think it's, uh, it's just helped me externalize things a lot more and just realize when things are happening, not to, not to spend too much time up here. And if you are at least getting out on paper and mm-hmm. I've been able to look at things, I think it's allowed me to avoid overthinking, um, mm-hmm. a lot as well and also I now see my anxiety as a, as a strength like something to serve me rather than sabotage me I'm grateful because I know and I've realized how much it's actually made me preempt and be proactive about thinking about things I mean I one of the biggest things I talk about now is is reframing emotions and yeah we have this perception sometimes of these bad or negative emotions and there is no such thing as a as a bad or negative emotion it's just a bad perception or a negative perception yeah to it so it's just really helped me uh, I, I kind of use the analogy it's a bit like I don't feel like I'm just the, the character in the story I feel like I'm the narrator as well as yeah. in like I can kind of see things and therefore decide a bit more of a different story versus just being sort of quite blinkered with it I heard a, a really good uh, saying once as well a smooth sea never made a good sailor and yeah. I quite I, I, I think it, I, I think it was in like a cracker or something I saw it it wasn't even like some sort of official thing but <laughs> it yeah it really hit home in the fact that it like bad times all right they they are bad at time you know like and it's it's upsetting and it's not nice to go through but they will make you better in the long run you know like and mm. sometimes you actually need that one step back to then be able to take two steps forward but yeah it's not very easy to see those two step forward though when you're that one step back you know that's where yeah. i kind of find it the, the hardest yeah and i think people uh, were, were terrible at fighting permanence like it's, mm. known as something called effective forecasting where we we overly predict how long we're going to feel a certain way for yeah um so when we're feeling like it at that moment we think this is it <laughs> this is how i'm always going to be like if i've had a bad <laughs> week or a bad month the call hasn't gone well right screw it and then we make all of these calls in our head and this kind of generalizations get thrown out and this confirmation bias comes in of like yeah do you remember when this happened last week or yeah do you remember when this happened and then that's how things like limiting beliefs are formed and 
you know, I always say to people, you're going to be of yourself for the rest of your life, like 24 <laughs> seven. So the conversation you have of yourself is the most important one to have because it yeah. sets the tone of everything around you. So, you know, being really mindful of how you talk to yourself mm -hmm. is the, is the most important thing. And that, that's really interesting because obviously we both, you know, I, I kind of coach sales teams to kind of self coach things like that. A lot of the, what I do there's men there's like kind of psychology and mentality behind it all but it is often based around how we speak to other people you know or the, the the role that i do this is why i really enjoy speaking to you because you are the opposite you know like and exactly as you said it's, it's about how you speak to yourself mm. and I, I think it's one of those things unless someone points it out like you have now it's not something you ever really think about either you know like you i don't know anyone who would openly say oh yeah no i, I enjoy the conversations i have with me but you should do you know as you said you yeah. you're stuck with yourself so get to love yourself otherwise it's going to be a, a really crap life you know <laughs> yeah i mean when it comes to there's a great book called chatter uh on this and uh, it, it turns out that w w the average amount of words that go on in our head in terms of our conversation with ourselves is the length of a presidential inauguration which is about 45 minutes to an hour and that's just in <laughs> one minute there's so much going on up there so we you know, it's just really important to become more self-aware about it yeah. and actually go often when you are struggling is ask yourself, if I had someone else in the room right now and that was this voice, mm. would I want to spend time with that person? Like, would I enjoy it? And I say this to people like, yeah, even just little phrases like telling yourself, I, I was talking to someone about this this morning, um, saying to yourself, I should need have to, mm. those kind of words, you know, are putting pressure on yourself and imagine you had your other half or a parent there going every day, you need to do this, you should do this, you have to do this. Mm. You'd hate it, you'd leave. You'd just be like, why am I doing yeah, this? But yeah, fuck this person. It's yeah. the same for yourself, is, is, yeah. is don't accept it. And he's, he's, I, um, I've been trying something out recently. I, again, something I read, I think it was in a book. Um, you should start every single conversation with a compliment. Like, as soon as you meet someone, even if it's something, you know, nice top or, you know, like, a, you know, nice eyes or just, just a little something because it sets then the president for the rest of the conversation. It sets that tone and it, it now speaking to you, I'm thinking when we speak to ourselves, we should even do the same as well then. Yeah. You know, like even yeah. if it, it doesn't have to, you don't have to sit there kissing your own ass, you know I mean? Like you're amazing at this, this and this. Just start off with something something nice because then it will then set like a, a positive tone in the rest instead of, as you said, not this person you don't want to spend time with. Yeah. I mean, we are terrible, uh, not just, salespeople but all people at self-compassion and i often say kindness doesn't equal complacency mm -hmm. and i think a lot of people feel like it does thinking as you said oh what happens if i feel like i'm kissing my own ass like am i going to get too big for myself or is this deal not going to come in or am i not going to do yeah. well if i give myself credit for things and it's like external recognition is important but the biggest recognition is is from within because mm -hmm. you can become way too reliant on external recognition and that's where you can end up chasing these kind of highs and then, you know, confusing. There's another book called 10% Happier where they talk about people often confuse happiness of excitement and you then confuse these these highs as ex, as happiness and then you think, well, everything else is unhappy. So yeah, yeah. You're chasing it. So, yeah, I think it, it's so, so important. I mean, this topic is, is huge. You can obviously tell I could probably talk about it for ages. <laughs> so it could be a while. It's, I think that as well, the last time we, we spoke, well, I, we were lucky enough to have a session with yourself. Um, and we actually ended up kind of in like a similar path then. And it made me think, you know, especially in sales, you think about the next quarter. You think about, you know, the next week, what, what deals have I got coming in, things like this. Um, 
even in life you plan for the next weekend you know like you talk about when you're next seeing someone and things like this no I don't feel like I think because of this not enough people enjoy the now or Mm -hmm. look back on the past and go I did really fucking good there you know like it's it's become like a bit of an unheard thing now because you you just move on from it but every now and then it's it's crucial just to sit there and like even even if you just write down the three things that you've achieved in the last month you know and Mm -hmm. just go like actually that's that was good that was really good you know well done max like a little pat on the back yeah i mean i'll do it every week i'll I'll be doing it after this um this call with you shortly it's like my weekly wins on a whiteboard Mm -hmm. i just write them up every friday 15 minutes and all i can do is be kind to myself in that no matter what's gone on that week yep things I'm not happy with, all I can do is be nice to myself in those 15 minutes and just write down those things, personal business, but what I've done, not what has happened, yep. not like all the uncontrollables, but what I've done around it. And, and linked to what you said, the average person only thinks about the present 50% of the time. Yeah. So the other 50% really thinking what has happened, which you can't change or what is going to happen, which we, we often isn't the reality. Yeah. That is, I love that. I really like that idea. That, I'm, I'm about to put that in my diary now. The 15 minutes. So, I think that's brilliant. Yeah, and it's a great thing to do, like as a as a group as well. You know, yeah. just as like two or three people, if you're in a team or if uh, managers are listening to this, and you know, just asking people again, getting people feeling comfortable, going, do you know what, I'm really proud of what I did this week, and this yeah. is it. And it's not just about this deal came in, but not to the outcome. But what did you do? Like, what was mm. your process or? You know, my, uh, for example, like last week, I'm like, oh, I did four workouts. I walked 15 miles. Yeah. Um, you know, avoided junk food at home for the week. Like all these, it could be small <laughs> yeah. or big things. I mean, I'd just come back from holidays. So I was like trying to just get straight back. Yeah, on, yeah to back in the Straight and narrow. Yeah. yeah, so it's it's there is no wrong or right answer there. It's all yeah. it's all personal to you. And it's just a good way to, to build up that. And even it's not ignoring if it's been a tough week or mm-hmm. you've had some, some, some like negative feedback or whatever it might be. It's still going, look, I always need to have perspective and balance it out. Yeah, and it's, in, it's interesting because we have like a half an hour on a Friday afternoon as a team where we talk about personal growth, hence where the name comes from. Um, and often it's evolved around, and it is partly kind of, all oh, right, we this went wrong and then we did well to recover. But it, it still is starting off with the, the thing you can't control and the thing that didn't go well. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think you're 100% right. Sometimes it, you, you just talk about nothing negative. Just literally just say, and it, not as a team, like as in like not things that have happened as a team, not things that have happened for the company. Just go around the group, each person, even if it's just one thing that you did good this week, you know, like yeah. or that you're proud of, you know, and that will just kind of, and as I say, set you up nicely for the weekend. You feel like you've achieved something that week. You know, you can enjoy your pint even more on the on the Saturday. Yeah, and it's, it's habits because the reason uh, at the moment, as you say, a lot of the time with your business is, is that balance. You either talk about what went wrong or what, or what went wrong before it went right. Mm-hmm. So therefore, you're not into the habit of doing it. So if you can get into the habit as a as a company, as a team of just sometimes just going, right, all we're going to do is focus on the positives today. It then makes you feel more comfortable to go, oh, maybe I can have that conversation with myself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Chris, I could sit here and talk for a good couple of hours. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I know you're a busy man, um, and I don't want to keep you any longer than you, you need to be. Um, thank you very much first of all for obviously joining in this um, and I would say we don't get to speak too often but when we do I, I love it you know so yeah so thank you very much for, for jumping on you're welcome you're welcome thanks for having me and uh, looking forward to hearing this back and yeah. um, you know if you ever want me to to jump in for some uh, for some stuff with the team then I'm always yeah. happy to do so as well uh, Chris you're a legend um, thank you very much um, and thank you everyone for listening in I'll see you all next week <laughs>